Jackson at six foot six. Maddie Williams off the glass for two and one. Picked up by one. Two on two with Clay. Shovel to Clay. It's a three ball on the right side and it's money. It's cold, hard cash for Clay Thompson. What an improbable victory this was. An absolute dagger gut wrencher for the Indianapolis Colts who were thinking about the playoffs. That is over now. The Jags win this thing 26 to 11. The ball is down. The kick is on its way. That kick is up. That kick is good. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have defeated the Baltimore Ravens. And the Steelers are headed for playoff land. Stafford back on first down. Throws a deep one down the right sideline for Odell Beckham Jr. Intercepted by Ambry Thomas. Ambry Thomas takes it away. The 49ers are going to win the game in L.A. And they have won the game. They are going to Dallas, Arlington, Texas next week to end it. A little 47-yarder. Cincinnati. Hey, have fun with this one. Red Raiders, 75. KU, 67. Winner, winner, Jayhawk dinner. Crossover, Cortez pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there, and he got it. He got it. It's the Bichon show with Norman. What a night for Bichon Cortez Saturday night. Hey, Iowa State's. Well, I'll be interested to see what happens to them the rest of the year. I, they're the real deal. Um, I think. They look like they, it. Uh, they really move the ball. They they get up in you and guard you. They, they got, um, they're like OU. It's a complete roster makeover. They got three guys back from last year. None of them were starters. And uh, Otzelberger's done a great job. Now they go to Kansas next, so they're probably going to be one and three to open Big Twelve play. But um, uh, they're going to be tough. They are tough, and beating them up at Ames is going to be no uh, picnic, that's for sure. But that game looked like it was going in the loss column for a long time Saturday night, and uh, credit Oklahoma, who put together just a masterful last twenty minutes of basketball. Best half of the year. They hit 18 of 22 shots. Oh, you're lying. No one does that. Let that rattle around in your brain for a second. They hit 18 of 22 shots. 
They only took two three-pointers in the second half, made one of those. They out-rebounded Iowa State in the second half 15-5. to Iowa State had five rebounds in an entire half of basketball. Now, part of that's because, oh, you didn't miss. There were no defensive rebounds to be had. 82% field goal percentage. uh, Made their free throws. I think they made 12 straight to end the game. Most of those, Mo. And then you got got Bijan Cortez changing from his... uh, Kingfisher yellow jacket costume into a Superman cape in the second half coming off the bench. I I went back and watched the game Saturday night when I got home for a couple of reasons. One, Trevor and Peyton wanted to see it because they were at volleyball, and they were like, what happened, man? So I was like, watch this. You're not going to believe this. So we watched it back. I also wanted to see Jordan Goldwire's reaction on the bench because, well, You get it, TJ. He came from Duke here. He's having a good year. Maybe not scoring like he would like to. He's averaging 10 points a game. Mm -hmm. But a good year. Assist numbers are good. Steal numbers are good. He's played great defense. Three-point percentage is respectable. But Saturday night, he gets pulled and doesn't get back in because his understudy lit the world on fire and for an upperclassman that could be a tough situation so i was eager to watch the tv copy to see goldwire's reaction on the bench and he was cheering for him i was happy to see that he he right uh, when the game ended the first guy he went to was Bijan. he gave him a hug when he would make plays on the bench he was up and cheering you and you might say well that's what a teammate's supposed to do you're right it is i just wanted to make sure that's what was happening you know He's a little bit of a tough guy to read, personality-wise. He's quiet. He never shows a lot there's, of emotion. I was going to say, there's not a lot of emotion there. It's just kind of robotic. No. He just goes about his business. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's the first time he's been in a spot like that. So I just wanted to make sure that that's – sometimes you see guys pout. You know, they're kids. But that's not what I saw. He was up. He was cheering. He was high-fiving. He was hugging Bijan. It was – you know, he's not the most – overly enthusiastic not like you know guy about anything but uh it was i i that was that made me feel better about things when i saw that so texas is next tomorrow night seven thirty. longhorn network game uh, make sure you get your radios ready folks or watch it on the longhorn network and let them irritate you i Deal. did hear from andrew shepherd by the way tj is he hurt or does he understand uh, he said, let me make sure I quote him directly. Uh, laughing face emoji, laughing face emoji. I'm not that bad, am I? Question mark. And I said, you lead the country in tweets per minute. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I've gotten to where I cannot get on Twitter on Sundays. I just can't because Andrew's not yeah. alone in that. I him and Kurt Keeley would be real close 
on tweets per minute, but there are others. There are others that I follow that I'm involved with in my life that it's just like, holy cow, diarrhea of the tweet on Sundays. Stop. <laughs> I don't want to know your every They thoughts. live and die by every down, and it's like it was a second and six. Calm down. Who would ever call that play on second and six? Just ridiculous. <laughs> he got eight yards. It's a first down. Stop. Yeah, uh, Andrew, consider this an intervention. All right. <laughs> Put the phone down. Just enjoy the game. Uh-oh, I'm being approached. Oh, are these mine? Thank you, sweetheart. Sorry, I was being handed something. It's my itinerary. Those love letters. Days, TJ. Love letters, yeah. Uh, it is not a love letter. I'm sure one of those will be coming later in the day. <laughs> it is my itinerary for the next couple of days. By the way, uh, thank you to everyone who has and will remind me not to lock my keys in the car. Over the yes, please do not do that. <laughs> I bet. Uh, even at the volleyball thing yesterday, there's people like, "Have you locked? You didn't lock your keys in the car?" Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a legitimate question. Until I can prove I can be trusted, TJ, it's a legitimate question. <laughs> You're going to be an assisted living. They're going to still be asking you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, we watched the episode of Seinfeld last night where uh, the Seinfelds moved to Del Boca Vista and the Costanzas <laughs> decided they were also going to move to Del Boca Vista. And Morty Seinfeld said, there's no room, there's no condos. You're telling me there's no condo in all of Del Boca Vista. <laughs> that one. Oh, that was so great. And then Morty says he's not going to move because the. Uh, I'm not moving there. Going. If they're moving there. And it's also the episode where they have uh, uh, low flow shower heads put on a, on the shower. So everybody's <laughs> got flat hair for the whole episode. <laughs> Still holds up all these years. Man, I cannot wait to live in Del Boca Vista. I mean, that's that sounds like glory to me. I cannot wait for it, man. <sighs> what are you doing out here outside your car? Ah, I locked my keys in the car again. That's the fourth time this week! Son... His son, uh, Jerry, the episode before, Jerry bought him a Cadillac. Cause <laughs> yes. he, you know, he made a lot of money at a gig, so he bought him a Cadillac, and it he got uh, impeached <laughs> from the uh, – because <laughs> he was obviously swindling money because nobody can afford a Cadillac. So, anyway, ah, it's such a great show. Um, All right, Teach. Yesterday, Saban and Kirby Smart were given microphones. And they had some things to say about the NIL. I'm sure they were asked about it. I'm sure they didn't just stand up there and start ranting. Mm -hmm. But both of them were calling for some increased regulation, saying the separation between the haves and the have-nots is about to get a lot wider if we don't regulate this. And I think he's right. No, he is right. I think he's. I think. I think if you, this is not the answer for everybody to try to catch up with Alabama and Georgia, 
if you if you don't regulate this to some extent, and I know the word regu- regulate or regulation is a dirty word in some circles. I don't know what else. Give me another word to use. They've got they're, they're right now there's no rules. Like the NCAA has just stepped away and said whatever you want to do, you know, just kind of even when they set the thing up, there's, there's no rules. That, you've got these super PACs that are being created at schools. I think OU's even got one in the works now, I hear. You've got these super PACs that are being created. you got entire, you know, recruiting classes. you got this Caleb Williams thing will go into the highest bidder. I mean – I, there may be some people who love it because it's capitalism at its finest. I don't know. I, I, it, it It's scaring the bejesus out of me, Teach. Uh, we are about to implode collegiate athletics here unless we get a handle on this. And I, I don't know what the answer is, but I think it was good to see the biggest face in the sport and another one of them stand forward yesterday and say, hey, this isn't going to work. And I don't think they were saying – I don't think they're worried about people catching up with them. I think they were legitimately saying, you don't like the advantage I have now? If you don't get this thing regulated, wait till you see what I'm about to do to college sports, you know? Like, I, <laughs> Alabama's advantage is about to triple Well, if we don't get a hold of this thing. And, and, and the SEC's advantage is about to triple. Dion has everyone excited because he's pulled a couple of – guys here out of nowhere and he's one of you know handful of programs that has two top 50 recruits coming in in these classes and stuff and has done some cool things or or however you want to label it with the nil but i think saban's point is well give us five minutes and we're going to catch up and i'm going to destroy Deion sanders and he's got really no chance he it's cute that he's pulled a couple of guys here but I'm going to take those guys away, and I'm going to make him look silly in the end. I mean, there's no doubt that Alabama is going to become even stronger, and that's crazy to think about under these rules, or lack of rules. And he's right. Like, give me five minutes, and you all, you're all going to regret what, what you've created here. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. And nobody's wanting to get rid of the NIL. Nobody's saying students should be. We just got to. Yeah, just you're not create. getting rid of it at this point. So no, I'm. And I'll, just no. like anything in life, we got to create the boundaries or the rules by which it's played. You know, there's got there's got to be some sort of rule set forth to. Try to at least try to cut down on straight up cheating. You know that's never going to go away. It's always been the case, and all that kind of stuff. But golly, I mean, this is yeah. Well, I know there's always been cheating, and there's always going to be cheating. But at least like it used to be in the dark, you know. Um. Anyway. Let me see if I can find some of the quotes here from Saban. He said, um, you're going to have the haves and have-nots, and the separation that is already there is going to grow larger. The schools that have the capacity and the ability and are more competitive in the NIL market are going to be schools that step ahead on top of other schools. So I don't want decisions to be made on that. 
recruiting decisions. But ultimately, a lot of young men want to make their decision based on that. He believes the NIL is a positive thing for players and that their ability to earn money wasn't a bad thing. But he is concerned about how the NIL rules are being used to lure players to school. Quote, I don't think that was the intention. I don't think that would be the NCAA's intention. I think we probably need some kind of national legislation to sort of control that to some degree because I think there will be an imbalance relative to who can dominate college football if that's not regulated in some form or fashion. And I think he's right about that. I am intrigued to see, and I know we're up against a break here, I am intrigued, though, TJ, to see whether this all calms down a little bit. You know, in general, people, businesses, companies don't like to lose money. So some of this dollar figures being thrown around out there that there's no way you're getting, you know, value, the value. Thank you. On your investment back. Mm hmm. I think is going to correct itself a little bit. That being said, people, businesses, and companies are also sometimes irrational when it comes to their collegiate sports teams. <laughs> so it may not matter. So I don't know. But, it, uh, you know, I, I hear some of the numbers we heard th- thrown around for Caleb Williams were maybe not accurate. Maybe it wasn't wasn't as high as we were hearing out there from schools and um. Maybe the market will correct itself here a little bit and things will calm down in a couple of years, but I don't know. Maybe not. We'll be back. The choice is easy in the new year. It's the Ref Radio Sports Network, your home for Sooner fans. 70% from three-point range. Cortez to Groves in the paint, shovel low, Jalen Hill pivots, pivots, puts it up too hard, but there's Tanner for the dunk. RK Blatt brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Best products from Sharp and Rico, on-site shredding, video, surveillance, and more. 321-5900 in Norman, 943-9800 in OKC. Hit that 405! rkblack.com rk black and sharp official provider of the oklahoma city thunder wow air comfort andrew, andrew shepherd seemingly harmless nice guy just texted me i'm sorry but i'm looking forward to the next episode of hard knocks boy man that suspension just went from a month to yeah. three months wow oh, i spot a guy out of a job that's what i say Anyone interested in being a spotter for the Sooner Radio Network next year, you can send your resume to 2020 East Alameda. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line, I've waited 26 years for the Braves to win another. You got it, I mean, so. Yeah, you won. You've got two now uh, in your lifetime. Uh, I can't help but wonder what thoughts Coach Merv has had about the last month and a half of OG football. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Oh, I, I need that. That's a good one. <laughs> Bama easily wins tonight. Uh, Bama could beat Jacksonville. Does that mean they could beat the Colts? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh. 
Um, let's see here. Uh, By the way, Black Black Monday has broken out in the NFL. Uh, the Broncos fired Vic Fangio last night. Today already, the Bears have fired Matt Nagy. The Vikings have just fired Mike Zimmer and their general manager, Rick Spielman. Mm. Never a good day I'm to sure be, a, be, uh, uh, be in the NFL the Monday after the last regular season game. So. <laughs> if you didn't make the playoffs, <laughs> you're just praying that phone doesn't ring. You know? Uh, this texter says, it's idiotic to have the national championship on a Monday when there's not a game all season on it. Hmm. Okay. This isn't like the Monday national title game isn't anything new. I mean, that's been going on we've been for, doing a that for a while now. Yeah. yeah, we've been doing that for a while. Um, to the texter with the Alexa issues, mine does the same to me. I have to tell her now to play KREF Sports Talk 1,400. It works every time that way. I've had a couple of other people say they've All had right. problems that started Saturday. So I I did it at some point this weekend. Maybe it was early Saturday. But, okay, well, maybe something's changed in how you have to say it. You're I don't speaking know. a foreign language to me. I don't know anything about that. I don't have an Alexa. You don't have an Alexa. Alexa. What kind of home do what, you live in? I don't in? know what it does. How do you uh, set a timer? A how do you listen to the radio? How do you do anything anymore? How do you ask questions about whales and uh, penguins and anything else? I don't know. Maybe I need to get one. Yeah. I just I don't have one, nor have I ever had one, and I don't. I haven't figured out the need for one yet, but maybe I will. You know me. I'm late to technology, so probably about the time I'll buy the last Alexa before the next thing comes out. So Bronx got I have one. a radio. I'm staring at it right now. I, what, I, what, I, what I do is if I want to listen to it, I turn it on. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. But you it could- also has a Bluetooth on it. So I can play anything I want from my phone into it. How about that? Including streaming radio stations, uh, varsity network apps, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, it works great. I'm being told by Drake his fired up when I said it on the radio earlier. So I don't know. I don't know. Some of you, maybe your Alexas are just giving you a difficult time. Bronx uh, got one for Christmas, so he's got one in his room now. And he figured out, we don't know how this happened or why, I guess the Amazon accounts just linked together, but he likes to uh, play a practical joke because he can turn our TV on and off in our bedroom by whispering to his Alexa, Alexa, turn off the TV. And then the TV just turns off in our our bedroom. And we've told him, uh, do it again, and you no longer have an Alexa in your bedroom. So he's he's finally stopped. How many times after you warned him, did he do it again? Uh, I don't think he's done it since we've warned him, no. We figured out finally that he was doing it. We couldn't figure out why our TV kept turning off. Or... <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> it happened like three or four times, and we're like, what is going on? And then we figured out it was him, and he's laughing. and so. Okay. We if he hasn't done it again, that's fine. And then if he does it again, you're going to have to walk in with a sledgehammer and destroy the thing right in front of him. <laughs> That's unacceptable. Uh, this texter says Brock Purdy's little bro, six foot two, two thirty, coming to OU. Is that a done deal? I saw some rumors out there. Is that official? I think it became official over Chubba. the weekend. If if not, it was uh, there was a lot of images a lot of and about announcements it. and stuff out there about it this weekend. So I think it's official. 
I think he pronounces his Chuba, Chuba, right? I believe, yes. We had, we had Chuba at uh, OSU, Chuba Hubbard. I think this is Chuba, Chuba Purdy, which, thank you. As a play-by-play guy, all I can say is thank you. Oh, there's a full slate of NBA games tonight. Thank you, Karen Hatfield, for tweeting me. I was wrong about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know the Chuba thing was official. I must have been at volleyball when that happened. Oh, my goodness. Toby, we've become big fans of the Colts watching the HBO show. Do you think Wright keeps his job? I've become a big fan of his. I love Frank Reich. Love him. I love him as a person. I love him. I love how much of a risk taker he is on fourth downs. I love him as a coach. You're right. It's hard to watch Hard Knocks and not like him a lot. And, yes, I think he keeps his job. But, golly, yesterday it did cross my mind. I was like, how do you keep your job after this collapse? Like, I was no joke. It's one of the greatest choke jobs in NFL history. It's up there. Now, that may be going a little far. You guys weren't a juggernaut that blew this thing. They had to beat Jacksonville (laughs) to get in. (laughs) Or Oakland, Vegas, or L.A., wherever they live now. But Jacksonville to get into the playoffs. And they got dominated, TJ. Like... They were not ready to play. They had a terrible game plan and got thoroughly thrashed by one of the worst teams in the history of the NFL. So, yeah, I hope Frank Wright keeps his job, but, oh, my God, it did cross my mind yesterday. Go ahead, TJ. What else you got? Uh, You're depressing me again. Sorry. I'm not the one uh, asking about it. Someone says, NIL cap question mark? Uh, that should have been put in place before they started all this. It's on, hard to put a cap on now. Who? Like, who yeah, do who do you put a, you put a cap like, on? The, the athletic department's not paying them, so is it like a, just a kind of a general societal cap on how much money can be given <laughs> to, a, to a football program? If so, who regulates that? Like, who's in charge of who gets what? Like, I don't know. Maybe? My answer to that's maybe. Uh it's a mess. Last one I've got here says Georgia is Cal Naughton Jr. asking Bama, in parentheses, Ricky Bobby, hey, man, can you let me win once? Then they finish it off with, yes, T-Row, pistols firing, pew, pew. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, Porter Moser's postgame thoughts after a big Sooner comeback win Saturday over Iowa State. You're listening to the T-Row in the Morning Show. Catch Sports Radio icon Mike Steely and 247 reporter Parker Thune. Weekdays from noon to 2 on the Steelman and Thune at Noon Show on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. It's the layup, Gibson the rebound, and you can unhitch the wagon. Put the ponies in the bar. What a win tonight for the home team. Down 11 in the second half. They're going to win it by 13. And the candle was lit by the yellow jacket from Kingfisher. He's getting hugs all around. 
Porter Moser goes to shake hands with T.J. Otzelberger, and the Sooners have their third top 15 win of the year. Final score tonight in Norman, Oklahoma 79, Iowa State 66. Coach, congratulations. That, that was a game that looked like it was sliding the wrong way for about an hour and a half. And then what a rally for your team down the stretch. You know, we got some stops, and we stopped turning it over. You know, we uh, I thought Bijan Cortez came in and gave us the lift. And, you know, the ball started popping and moving. You know, we, we talked all the time about, you know, they're aggressive with their traps. We have to get it out, slip, hit it, move it side to side. And we just weren't getting that at the start of the second half. We got it in the beginning of the game, and then we hit a lull. And then we then we then we didn't do the second half uh, beginning of the second half. Um, and I thought B, B. John did. I thought Jacob Groves came in and gave us some nice yeah. cuts. He's such a good cutter, and B, he's a big target. And Bijan finds him. I thought Elijah Harkless was a warrior. I thought Mo. Uh, there's so many good guys that came in and, and contributed. But to play a team like that. I mean, there's a reason. I mean, think about that. They've they beaten Iowa. They've won at Creighton. They've beaten, you know, Xavier, <laughs> Memphis. Memphis. I mean, they're, they're high level. And uh, it's just that you've got to match their intensity. And I thought we played hard as well. And uh, once we got the ball moving and got some stuff, that's changed everything. I want to do a little deeper dive on Bijan because it was really remarkable. A guy who scored four points for you was, in my opinion, the unquestioned star of this basketball for sure game. for I mean, sure he, what exactly did he do to turn this game he on got head? the ball he got the ball out of the trap and he like he passed it and then he went and got it and then he then he hit the paint and wasn't going too far like we we, we were we were driving into the paint we took a really bad shot like you know um right there uh, going left and then we made a sub it with Bijan, and Bijan was getting to the paint and then hitting guys he was he was sharing it spraying it and uh it changed everything, and uh, I thought he was definitely the key to the game. Rockington and Hunter were lights out in the first half, and even to start the second half. Defensively, what did you do on them to try to quiet them a bit? Well, we just we really keep talking to, to they were um, they did make some tough, tough shots. He makes some tough shots. Even even the one he made over there was a really tough shot. EJ, I just kept on saying, don't let up, keep playing the way you're playing, and eventually you're going to miss some. But you know, you, as a coach, you look at it: is it a tough shot, contested shot? He hit some shots with EJ all over him yeah. in the first half, and you just you just got to stay the course with 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 something like that. And then I thought EJ's effort just kind of you know just kept on coming, coming, coming. And uh, you know, I, I I thought Tanner had a big time block that was in a key in a, in a run. You know, they got bias and he hit a big-time block. Um, so, so many good things by some a lot of different guys. And you know what else was, was A plus was the fans. Man, when we needed that, that, that the, the fans to get going, they got going, and we changed the, the, the momentum. And uh, that's what we need to have this place. Can you imagine this thing if it's full? Yeah. It's I mean, it's, but in the people that were here, thank you. They, was, they were great. Uh, two, the two categories that I know stuck in your craw after the Baylor loss, rebounding and second-chance points. You dominated them on the boards in the second half tonight, 15-5, to five, and you didn't give up a single second-chance point in the game. We just talked about that. That was our why. That was our why we were going to win. Like we talked about, if we get those two those two things into the game, and uh, we had some, like I said, we had a very heated film session, um, and it was a slippery slope, like I said. I said, you know, you can either be happy that we were close or understand why we lost to Baylor. We got smashed on the glass, and they got a bunch of points off turnovers. We had 17 turnovers. And we cleaned both those up. And we were able to win. So it's it's no reason. It's no. I think if you look at it, our th- I think we're twelve and three. Yeah. Our three losses we've been out rebounded. Our twelve wins we've out rebounded the other team. I think that's that holds true. Love a couple of things there. Well, one thing there and one other thing. 
he mentioned they had a heated film session after the Baylor game, TJ, in which I think kind of universally we all agreed, I played pretty well. Like, to be, to be down five in Waco with under a minute to go and have the basketball, you're like, all right, nobody's beating these guys. Pretty good effort. And to come back after that game and Porter to be ticked at the way they played is, you know, it says something, right? About his personality, what he demands from his team. Anyway, that's first time we've kind of been through that with him. That was Mm -hmm. impressive and interesting. He's not here for uh, being close. He's here for wins. Yeah. Unlike you, he's not in it just to have fun. He wants to win games. The other thing is, maybe I talked about this on this show, and if I did, I I apologize. I can't remember. Maybe it was on a broadcast. But I have noticed one thing about this team that is a little bit different is, I don't know if this is good or bad, it's just different. They've got some upperclassmen, specifically the Groves brothers. Uh, Tanner's a senior. Who... You know, usually by the time you're a junior or a senior and you're going different places, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you've done this before. You've been to Austin, Texas. You've gone to uh, holiday tournaments. You've played the number one ranked team in the country. You know, TJ, I mean, it's you're not a freshman. You've done this for a few years. Right. You're not. Not these guys. Like, this is all new to them. Like, Tanner Groves is a kid in a candy store. We, we were in Waco last week. He's like, this is amazing. Like, I've seen what I've seen. I'm playing the national champs on the road. Waco Tech, they're all looking around, you know. They're, they're, tonight, they'll be in the Superdrome. Like, they've never done anything like this. And, again, I don't know if that's good or that's bad. But, like, when you're at Eastern Washington – Yes, they went to the NCAA tournament, and that's cool. But a big road game for Eastern Washington is what? I don't even know. Like, I don't even know who's in their league. It's not Texas. It's not Baylor. You know, it's not these places. So my point is, like, you've got a bunch of guys who either have not – they're excited to be in the starting lineup or to be – in the venues that they're in, or even if they're in front of 8,000 fans at home and it's not sold out, it's still, like, way more fans than they're used to playing in front of. There's no grizzled – well, other than Goldwire, okay? Goldwire's yeah, Goldwire been has through been all this. Yeah. He's been in way bigger situations. But other than that, you've got Harkless starting. You've got Mo, who played at North Texas and was very lightly recruited – He's now a starter and a major contributor. You've got the Groves brothers who came from eastern Washington who have never seen anything like this before. you got a couple of freshmen who obviously have never been on this stage before who are contributing heavily. You've got a guy from SMU who has never played at this level before who is excited for every, you know, every night he gets on the floor. I don't know. It's just an observation, that's all. Holy cow. Chris Plant just moonwalked into the studio. I've never seen that before. It was a moonwalk with a spin and the splits to end it. 
Yeah, must be nice to have a playoff he's in a, bounty. He's in a good mood. I do like whoever put who put together the uh, promo for our coverage of the OU season. Uh, Drake spliced that together. I like the way Drake used uh, Teddy saying portal, portal. Even in a one-minute uh, promo, we get Teddy doing the whole his unique take on the English language. I like that <laughs> in the portal. We'll be back. And my love will never to come back. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. What a game, what a night. My good friend Chris Blank's Raiders are headed to the playoffs. Let's check in with him now. The crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. How you doing, bud? Awesome. I'm awesome. Cloud nine. All those other analogies. It's a good morning. Uh, it could have been a little bit less stressful if Pittsburgh wouldn't have <laughs> taken care of Baltimore. But I... I did have to crack up though. How did, did you make it to the end last night? I assume you did. I mean, it was no, no, you didn't. Okay, the great... I did not watch any one second of the game. Oh, was it because of the Colts? I did, I did not. After the Colts lost, I turned off the TV for the rest of the day. Don't blame me. I did not care nor watch anything else in the NFL. Will you watch the NFL playoffs? I'm happy for you. Uh, uh, TBA. <laughs> so you see. By the way, side note, real quick, you see names like. Brian Flores and Mike Zimmer getting canned today. I don't think Frank Reich is getting fired, but could could there be some front office heads in trouble in Indianapolis right now? Just talked about this last segment. Oh, Thanks for sorry. listening to the show. No, Blake. I was. Appreciate I just that. walked in. He's in the mood today, Plank. Be careful. You got a guy caught up in his team making the playoffs, and he can't think about anything else today. No, I was actually <laughs> just walking in to get my computer set up, and there's no speaker in studio, so I apologize. I uh, I don't think anybody will get fired, but you got to consider it. I mean, you got a collapse of that proportion, a choke job of one of the epic choke jobs of all time. Yeah. And uh, you've got to consider either somebody was on the take, the Jags were stealing their signal somehow, or I can't. I have no explanation for why we cannot get a yard against Jacksonville on Sunday. You warned us of something this. Something fishy. You warned us of this. Did I? Yeah, you said this on Thursday. Whenever. Well, we we can't beat Jacksonville. We haven't won in Jacksonville since the Reagan administration. <laughs> like, since Jacksonville was a team, well, we think, can't beat Jacksonville. In Jacksonville. We're around in the Reagan. But I, I get your point. Uh, my math might be off. Um, yeah, 2014. But I am happy for you. That does make me feel better. Sure doesn't when I got up like this it. morning, I saw the highlights. And I said, well, at least Plank can be happy. Uh, the that thing that bad. was interesting is how misconstrued those final few seconds were because everyone thought the Raiders were playing for the tie and Brandon uh, Staley called a timeout. And everyone was like, oh, he messed it up. Well, they, that's not really what happened. But listen, I'm not going to try to stop Twitter from their thing. And everyone pointed it out, but it was Brandon Staley. He's an idiot for going forward on third or fourth down at the – 25-yard line in a three-point game in the third quarter. That's why he's an idiot. 
Um, but yeah, they didn't. No one was playing for the tie. Well, <laughs> the Chargers might have been playing for the tie, but the Raiders weren't playing for the tie. If they missed that field goal, then both teams got in. But Daniel Carlson was on a heater last night, so as he has been most of the season. So as uh, Bill Belichick once said, on to Cincinnati, and we'll see what happens there. Unfortunately, it's the first game like- of the playoffs. So we don't get to be yeah, in very I hate long. having that Saturday afternoon game. That does stink. Uh, but I like your chances. I think that I know uh, Cincinnati finished the season strong, but this is going to be all new to them. Two ten and seven so, teams. Yeah, I think you got a shot. My problem with the Raiders was the week before. Correct. They showed. I mean, in this day and age, what do we need more of? We need more. Um, kindness and sharing. Right. And the Raiders showed nothing but complete selfishness. They've been rude all year, Toby. Remember what they did to the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day? That's the Cowboys' day to shine. And what'd they do? Right. And they beat them. It was just rude. They're America's team, TJ, on Thanksgiving Day. (laughs) Read the room, Oakland. The best thing that happened, Vegas, close. Um, The best thing that happened last night for me was it was over – and they give some of the things they do on Sunday Night Football. Is I'm a I was a big Chris Collinsworth fan, and then last time I'm listening to him, and I realize I'm like, does this guy know what he's? Is he watching the same game that everyone else is? But it's, NBC gives like a commemorative football for the play of the game or the player of the game or something. Oh. I, weird, right? And Derek Carr is coming off the field celebrating, and he chucks the football into the stands about fifty rows up in celebration. You guys need so. to do that on the broadcast. I, there you go. The like T-Row uh, game ball for play of the game or something. Player of the game. I, I don't think I have – who is our sponsor of, of player of the game that Teddy gives out? Uh, Mid-First Bank. Let's get some cash or maybe like a – Still bag of cash. A in check card crowd. or yeah. something like that. A football with a bank card taped to it. You guys <laughs> chunk it from the booth down to the player. <laughs> and that's the way to celebrate. I love it. Yeah, in this world of NIL, we could probably get away with that. I'm not sure. I'm we'll sure run we it could. by compliance. I'm sure we could. By the way, and I and I and I was listening very thoroughly during the drop off portion of the program uh, yeah. at Washington High School, grade school, elementary school, kindergarten, every level on one campus. And I do agree with you. This whole idea, uh, and I think I saw Pro Football Talk get ratioed on this, that NIL isn't going to further separate. <laughs> The re- the rest of uh, college football from the Alabamas and the Georgias and the Oklahomas and the Clemsons of the world it's crazy yeah. it, it's not going Question. to bring teams closer go ahead what is ra- what does ratioed mean I've seen this a lot around uh, what does that mean that's what where the ratioed? comments that's well basically you threw a bad tweet out is the best way to put it where the comments right. are superior to the retweets or the likes are the hearts or however you okay. want to phrase it. So usually when you throw you, something out that's a hot take. Did you know this, TJ? You know what I, ratioed means? Is I, this, I, <laughs> this is new to me, so I'm like looking confused at Chris. Learning right you now. up today. This is yeah. what happens when you spend way too much time on Twitter probably. But I don't think so ratioed that. ratioed is a bad thing. Like do people say you've been ratioed? Uh, no, here for the ratio is usually. Uh, oh. Here for the ratio, here for the oh, number. All you Twitter people are just dumb. Oh, yeah, it's just stupid. But uh, ratioed is a bad <laughs> thing is what you're telling me, just to clarify. Correct. You don't want to be ratioed. Correct. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. You and I were talking about one of your tweets one time. That would be, yeah, you'd be, you'd be dancing on that line. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, uh, Chris, congratulations again. And uh hope you have a great show today. We're ready. We're locked and loaded for the championship game. Should be fun.
Plank show coming up next. Plank and Josh Helmer, thanks to you fine folks for joining us. Tomorrow morning I'll be live in Austin. Have a great Monday, everybody.